In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome back to Soft Black Woman presented by The Betches Sup. I'm your host, Dr. Akila Kaday. Each and every Friday in Soft Black Woman, we'll be talking about a range of topics from pop culture to politics to how we live our lives. Of course, through the lens of intersectionality. Just a reminder for those of you who missed last week's episode, Soft Black Woman is getting its own podcast feed um, and it's happening in the new year. You can subscribe to it now. Um, you can hear a cute little trailer for me. Be sure to search for Soft Black Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, and hit follow so you don't miss an episode. Starting in October, we'll be taking the rest of 2023 off, but don't worry, I'll be back in January with a ton of great guests, so subscribe now. As for today, I'm very excited to introduce my first guest and only guest. Why did I say that? I'm very excited to introduce my guest, stand-up comedian, actress, writer, and creator of hashtag funny and fine, Tata Cherise. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. So glad to have you here. Tata has been part of Drew Barrymore's Virtual Comedy Club and has launched her own brand called Girls Got Giggles. Ooh, that is so cute. Girls Got Giggles. I know. Isn't it cute? It like, is. You don't know. It can take you to like a naughty place or like a fun, innocent place. Okay, but where did you go with it? Oh, I go both. Oh. I go both ways. <laughs> she goes both ways. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> We're going to get some laughter and a little bit of naughtiness. I will plus one that. That sounds great. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I will be in solidarity and alignment um, with you. I'm excited to have you here. You you are very funny. Oh, thank you so, so much. And because, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you put your work out there and I have to get used to people saying, she's not that funny. You know, so like, you know. No, I mean, like, it's really important. Like, it's it's hard to be a comedian. Like, yeah. it's not an easy thing. Um, I did this collaboration with the, called the Ally Nudge when, you know, white people wanted to do the work in, in 2020. And they called me a comedian when they were marketing my materials. And I was like, I'm not. Are you serious? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a comedian. I'm just sarcastic as fuck. That's that's me. <laughs> that's me. But people are like, well, why why wouldn't you be a comedian? It's like, well, it's a lot of work when you have to get a tight five or whatever you're doing to be up there. It's a big hustle. Um, and so I just really, really respect it. I chose to go the keynote talk route okay. <laughs> and just do like my talks, keynotes, maybe this podcast. Um, and that's how I interject humor. But it's important to note on soft black women, um, being able to laugh is a very, very important thing. And sometimes laughter um, as women of color, as black women can be viewed as an act of resistance when we've had to laugh away some things that were either difficult or how we're really just tapping back into our own joy and softness. So thank you for the laughter. No, thank you. Um, softness has been a heavy topic in my life for the past few weeks. Ooh, tell me more. Oh, yeah. I was I, I was in a relationship for three and a half weeks. It, uh... Three, three and a half weeks. <laughs> 
Yes, I think I got love bombed because he came into my life oh. and was like doing so so much for me, like you know, just like and you're like Let it's me happening. Take care of you and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, is this it? Is this the thing yeah. that I'm? You know, yeah. Oh man, he turned out to be controlling. He said, "I need you." After our first argument, he said, "I need you very, very, very soft with me." I need you very soft with me. And he just kept saying that. And I, I understood it because um, I did raise my voice a little bit after he raised his. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Naturally. what about when you raise your voice? Uh, I said, "What am I, should I remain soft? He said, yes, please. It'll calm me down faster. Oh. I tried it, honey. That shit did not work. <laughs> no, no. I said, this feels like abuse. But, like, this well, doesn't feel right. I mean... Were you on the pathway for some emotional abuse? For sure. Definitely. But remember. I just saw the future. Oh, no, you did. Like, Proud of you yeah. for, for ending that. But, you know, yeah. the thing is, if the softness is just centered in one person in a relationship, then yes. it's not softness. Because then you are on eggshells or you have to do what it's accommodating for that person. And you aren't able to be in that position of softness where, you know, what you initially thought you were getting at the beginning of that you know, relationship. And so it's my therapist will be very proud of me. Um, (laughs) When the love bombing happens, you have to be weary of that. Like it should be something that is gradual because no one's ever going to give you that much that quick, you know? Right. And if it happens that way, that's like that for sure is a red flag, maybe even magenta. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's definitely a flag, but celebrate yourself for moving out of that and yes. being able to be your soft self, but more importantly, find someone else. So exactly, let's get into the culture. We have the segment called For the Culture. This is the part of the show where we examine some of the top trending pop culture and media headlines. And our first subject for today is Halle Berry. Halle Berry. I can't not do that without saying Halle Berry. I literally just watched Boomerang yesterday, so this is wonderful. <laughs> you know? Ooh, very timely. I love it. Her young days, yeah. So why are we talking about Holly Berry? Well, um, Holly Berry was like, Drake, I did not give you permission to use my image from the Nickelodeon awards and slime and all that other stuff without consent. So, um, you know, there's a new song with Drake and SZA that's out called Slime You Out. Um, Such a creative, such a creative title. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And Holly Berry, the Academy Award winner, has elaborated further about her feelings on this song, um, claiming that the rapper who did reach out for permission, she was like, no, bruh, no, right. I don't know. Thank you for asking, but no, I don't want to do that. Right. So he went ahead and proceeded anyway. Um, and so Holly Berry put up a, I can't just say Holly. It has to be Holly Berry. It's always Holly Berry. Right. I um, love it. <laughs> Holly Berry put up um, a post um, on Instagram that said, sometimes you have to be the bigger guy, even if you're a woman. So I was like, ooh, all right. Just a little spicy. Holly, okay. Well, first of all, she was spice. super, that was very soft of her. That, you, you know, know what? The way she handled the situation. Yes. Yes. That is good job. You get you get all your points very, very today. Soft of her. Yes. Yeah. Um he was wrong. He was wrong. Yeah. Uh it's almost like he was gonna do it anyway and wanted to just be able to say he asked. Yeah. Right. To be yeah. like, you know, I was able to message one of the most beautiful women in the world. And, you know, like Drake is he does have a song called Rich Flex. He does like to flex 
he does like to flex, you know, and mm-hmm. be able to have that power. Well, someone on Instagram questioned why Barry was upset, why Holly Barry was upset. Writing at the photo is owned by Getty Images and mm. that they were sure Drake got their permission and paid the fee, you know. Um, the actress responded by saying she thought, uh, I said no. <laughs> she, right. she said no. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. We have Getty Images and what's out there. But if you really respect your fellow artists, then you would right. want to listen to them. I mean, it's Holly Berry. Just listen. If you would oh, just listen to Holly Berry. Just listen to Holly it's Berry. what everybody else said. Mm-hmm. Once she says no, the whole operation should have been shut down. Yeah. So she's like, because he asked me, I said no. And that's why when she was responding to this Instagrammer, why right. ask if you intend to do what you want to do? Right. <laughs> that was the fuck you to me. Not cool. You get it? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. a lack of, of respect. So here you are Tata, talking about how Holly Berry took the soft approach for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and she went off. She could have went off. She could have. She could have. She could have got possibly got lawyers involved. Even though I don't know how strong the case would be due to Getty owning the image. Yeah. But she it's could've... a respect factor. Respect yeah. black women. Something they have a hard time doing. Wait, what? No. Something they have a hard time you know, doing. Sometimes. I think you're kidding. You mean sometimes <laughs> men have a hard time respecting black women, or black men have a hard time respecting black Shit, women? All the men. Okay. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of love from white men lately. I've been getting a lot of help from oh, white wow, men. Oh, wow. We're going I there. Know, are you, are, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, they've what, been into it with a lot of stuff. How's that journey going for you? Um, it's amazing. Um, I work with two two separate groups of white men. One is helping me build my YouTube. Another is helping me build another podcast. And they recommend me for shows and oh, talk about me to other people. It's a... Uh, it's it's a it feels quite different, you know. Um, having a bunch of white guys vouch for me all the time. Um. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I mean, you're you're very likable. <laughs> I thought you meant like you were like dating white guys. Oh no, they 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 white men have a tendency to not know how to actually approach me. They get nervous around me, mm. and I see that with a lot of black women. They get nervous around us. Period. Really. Um, yeah, from what I gather. And I have jokes about this. I talk about this in my stand-up, uh, <laughs> different, you know, how white guys approach me and everything. Um, I haven't been asked out yet, only flirted with. Only by flirted with. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'm like, I, I, I don't know, girl. It, it's, I, I, I would try it just for the hell of it to say I try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I, I, I drink Coke, but maybe I'll try Pepsi today. Let me just, let me try a little yeah. bit of Pepsi. <laughs> I know, because I only saw myself with black little ashy babies, yeah, you know, so no, I, I was, get it. I get but, it. You know, I'm willing to, you know, I, I, I want to go where I'm treated right. So it's interesting because my therapist, shout out to my therapist, um, she, she has been working with me to be more open and I've dated okay. white guys before. So How like, was that? It, you know, okay. So the first white guy I went on a date with. I went back to his place, like, after dinner, I think. Um, I'm a lady, so I went back to okay. his place. Um, right. And you should. You have um, a test drive a car before you buy it. Absolutely. So he wanted to read me a poem that he okay. wrote when he was, like, 13. This is like, undergrad, college days. And asked me to sit on his bed that had um, 
and um, you know, like that football type of blanket, like the thick yeah. kind of, you know, it's not the fleece, but it's like the thick type. And it was, it was the American flag. So that felt wrong to me. And, Ooh, but I was oh, trying, I was trying to be open and he read a poem about how um, he didn't like that his brother was gay. And I was like, hey, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to go forever. I'm going to go forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was sitting on the American flag. Well, yeah, I was like, this is too much. There was an eagle. I couldn't do that. I was like, OK, you're homophobic. OK, great. I'm going to go. Um, and it took me a while to kind of get back into wanting to to do that again. But I don't know. It's interesting because there's a lot of people who dismantle white supremacy or their advocates or, you know, they're powerful, like, black women who tend to be with yeah. white guys. And so right. I recently came to the revelation that – so I have an intimidation factor because I'm cute AF. And okay. – no, you're supposed to say yes. What happened? Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just like you, right? And yes. But I'm I'm a doc and I'm a CEO and I'm on a Forbes. I have all this stuff. So I have a high intimidation factor. And right. so it makes dating like incredibly well. hard. Yeah. Total, getting yeah. confidence. Can't have confidence. I love Taco okay. Bell. I understand sports. I played them. You know, there's all these You're things. The full package is scary. Right. And I'm a comedian, as you know, right? So, right. Oh, you got it. You're funny. Woo. Ugh, how? Oh, how not a great personality. Yeah. So not there's a-, a huge intimidation factor that's in there. And so it came to me, literally, I kid you not, like two weeks ago, I was like, huh, maybe that's why these like very powerful black women are with white guys, because no matter what, they will always have more power. Because they're on the top of the white supremacy food chain. Right. And so even, you know, if it's, I don't know, let's say the vice president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a lot of power. It is. Her husband. Still a white it's guy. Still a white man. Yeah. yeah. So he can celebrate and be part of it and, you know, be a, a, Almost, a that was second part of husband. Almost. That she got elected. Well, yeah, but I mean, so I was just like, so because they have so much power, there's less intimidation there. So I'm like, well, am I going to end up with a white guy? And what does that look like optically? I think about that too. Oh, okay. I, I do. I'm like, is that going to be the outcome? I don't know. I mean, I'm whatever. I'm open to it. So I, I would like to just be able to be my soft self in a relationship and loved and valued and appreciated. I don't care the package in which it comes in. I would, I would like to be attracted to it personality or appearance one or the other i don't really care and right then i'm good so i don't know we'll see hey american fever dream listeners i'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use gift mode on etsy gift mode on etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion and it's easy you just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts 
gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So there is something that I think is incredibly fascinating, which is, do you know who Maren Morris is? Maren Morris, no. She is a country singer. Okay. And she is a, she's a cutie patootie. Um, so she's a Nashville-based singer. She's is been she a black? country music white woman for a long white time. Woman, okay. And she is quitting country music and blames Trump era culture. So she put out this EP like with two songs and videos. It's called The Bridge. And in one song, she says, the rot at the roots is the root of the problem, but you want to blame it on me. And it's called The Tree. The song is like reflecting her frustrations uh, with the values um, some parts of the country music, like in the, the country music community. And in the music video, she sets fire to a tree and walks away as the ash rains down on a toy version of a small town. Now, you remember Jason Aldean and Try That in Small Town, that whole thing? Yeah, so it's supposed to I be. I reviewed it on YouTube and got attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got attacked by uh, Woodside. The, I got attacked by a bunch of white guys, white, white people, a bunch of white no, people. Oh, that's a shocker. They did small, like, towners, small, small, small towners. Small towners. Small towners. Small yeah. towners. Well, so last year, um, like, so Morris was Tucker Carlson on his show, dubbed her a lunatic country music person because she's been advocating for LGBTQ plus groups, BIPOC people, black indigenous people of color as a white woman. And so uh -huh. you know how Tucker Carlson wants to label people a certain way. And so uh, what she did was she put on a t-shirt, raised over $100,000 and gave all that money to transgender youth, which, you know, you already see how this, how she's now, yeah. she's now a problematic white woman for white yeah. people. She's wonderful, but to white people, she's problematic, Right. Um, and so, and she's been like on RuPaul Drag Race and has like apologized for, for country music and, you know, how yeah. it, how it, ha it has been um, showing up. But she's leaving the industry because she feels it's misogynistic and mm -hmm. racist and homophobic and transphobic. And she doesn't want to contribute to that culture and that music anymore. And again, what we do know, and a lot of people forget this, there used to be a time where the Republicans were just fiscally conservative. Do you remember those days? So yes. simple. And you're like, oh, that's fine. You're fiscally mm -hmm. conservative. But now when someone is a Republican, they are into the fuckery that is happening right now, which is all the isms and, you know, the phobias yep. and all that other stuff, because that's yeah. what the party is standing on, right? And what they use, and Trump's a big part of it, and Trump is still a front runner when he has, you know... All, I mean, you know it. You everyone knows yeah. what's happening there, and so, um, so Marin Morris is going to work with pop producer um, Jack Antonoff, and he has a history of helping musicians cross over, essentially, and go into another spot. So, like, he helped the chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, 
Yes. You know, <laughs> I remember that crossover. I do remember that. Make that change. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about this? You have this beautiful, young, white woman who's using her power and privilege and dismantling white supremacy. Because when we dismantle white supremacy, we're dismantling ableism, homophobia, transphobia, race, you know, all that other stuff. What do you, yes. what do you think about that? First of all, I, I'm friends with a, a few white women like that. You so. have white <laughs> friends. I oh, do, I that. do. They're the, they're, the, yeah. they're the ones that they sometimes, honey, they fight a little harder than me for they, injustices. They, <laughs> they're, they're hitting me. I'm like, are you going to the march? I'm like, the march. You know, what march um, is happening today? I am resting. Yeah. I'm being soft. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I did want to ask you, does she have a, a supportive fan base for her music in general? Yes, she does. She does. I don't think she should quit. Country music? I don't think she, I don't think she should quit. No, because so, she... She she's she she can be the change the rebel. I and think those are the people who have changed history. Change, which true, which is true. But it's yeah. I, it's um adding to the toxicity. So okay. So some people may or may not know this. I'm a creative director of a record label called Rosedale, and okay. we what, what have. Do you not do? Uh, I I don't have a husband. Ugh, yeah, that's so. Bottom of the everything list. else that you like, have, yeah, <laughs> that is the bottom of the list. So at Rosedale, we are focused on uh, reclamation of country music uh, okay. and bring it back to BIPOC voices. So what a lot of people forget is that country music came from Black people. There's a history from that, but it has been positioned, and this is what you know. Maren Morris is saying too. It's it's like it's been taken, and it's in some places it's usually. Not usually. In some places, it's used to, to field hate, right? Jason right. Dean, try that in small town. And so what we're doing at Rosedale is um, working towards reclamation. So we have BIPOC artists, and we incubate them, and we support them, and we're giving them access to uh, producers like Lady Gaga's producer and um, John Mayer's producer, vocalist, and arranger, um, to get it back, Right. To get right. back into that space. And so... So we're trying to take our shit back pretty much. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff has been taken from us. But... Um, <laughs> One thing at a time, I insert guess. Insert <laughs> the Kardashians. But, you know, like, <laughs> that is... It, it, that's something that we're doing. So I really love right. seeing that Morris is like, you know what? I can't... I cannot add to this. Like, if I'm in the situation where... Because it doesn't mean that she's not going to stop advocating Right. right. And sure. dismantling white supremacy. She can actually get a larger platform on the pop side because country music, even though sales have gone up in the past, I don't know, like in the past six years, it's gone up like two, three, four percent. But there's a strong fan base that's there. She's like, well, let me go to this other spot. She's never going to not not have country music. It'll always be there. It'll be part of right. what she does. Um, but I think she's looking to do it on a larger scale. Um, OK. And I like, I mean, well, that's understandable. Yeah. I just have this weird obsession with making people uncomfortable. Sometimes white people are uncomfortable in their own spaces, well, like the country music awards and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, just showing up and performing all on the stage, whether they're clapping or not. Totally. You know, just bringing that black joy. Yeah. No, I think, I think oh, that's God. really important. It just, it just tickles me. It tickles me a little bit. Yeah. But I completely understand her. She'll be able to reach a broader audience mm-hmm. with the crossover. Mm-hmm. ultimately yeah so, which I, I mean i think you. you know there's there's a there's a pro to that for sure i mean i don't know my i 
I am I am a disruptor. The 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 title of my book is White Supremacy is All Around. You know, oh. so clearly I'm like, you know, I, I also do that and I can understand. But I the other side to that is it is mm-hmm. exhausting and it's yeah. taxing and you know, you put yourself in these positions where you get a lot of hate, what you received on YouTube, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get death threats, you know, like stuff like that. And that's a lot. So when someone can't really create and and do the art that they want to do, they should find a space in which they could do it. And it's, you know, it doesn't yeah. mean that she can't ever go back or maybe she'll get into Americana, you know, or something like that and have a Taylor Swifty vibe, you know, to do yeah. a little mix of of everything. I mean, Beyonce gave his daddy's girl, so. Right. Do you do you um, get exhausted fighting the fight? Yes. Yes, I do. I am. That's why I named the podcast Soft Black Woman. This is the reminder for me every week to remember I'm a human being because I oh, solve yes. everyone's problems. And so and being able to be in conversation and dialogue and talk about softness and how it shows up helps me recharge um, mm-hmm. in this work. But I didn't. I didn't choose this life. <laughs> I did not choose this life. White people chose this life for me. So, you know, because right. I said one thing on social media, then all of a sudden I have more things to say. And now I have a book that has a lot of things to say in it. You know, so it's like I'm really good at what I do and I view it as a gift um, mm-hmm. to be able to help people figure things out. I use my privilege that I have with how I look how I sound, my skin color. I'm very mindful and aware of all of that stuff that makes uh, white people or whoever's part of the dominant culture feel more comfortable with learning and unlearning with me. Yeah. But would I would I like to make millions of dollars and and like have a half naked man just cater to my every need in my home? Yes, yes, I would. I would like that. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I think that would be really the really real great. soft life, right? The real soft life. The real I, it's funny. I, I want to mention that because um, there's people like yourself on different levels, of course, who are fighting the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in different ways, creatively or just, you know, through humanitarian efforts, like however they're doing it, just mm-hmm. advocating, whether they're from something small, like retweeting things to mm-hmm. actually being out in the field and doing things. There's people doing all types of things. I myself, as a comedian, I won't say that I don't believe in world peace, but I kind of, <laughs> I, I preach that, you know, we all believe the same and let's yeah. start looking at each other differently and come together and all that stuff like that. Um, in my standup, I go through my life of, cause I'm such a versatile individual. I'm, I'm from the hood, but mm-hmm. I went to a predominantly white college. Mm-hmm. My mother was on drugs. My father was a kingpin drug dealer. Mm-hmm. I almost ended up in the system as far as a child, foster care and stuff, but grandparents and aunts came in. Yeah. So I had that whole life that could have led to failure. Mm-hmm. However, I was remained on the honor roll, straight A and B student. I got into the arts, first generation college student, graduated, got my degree, worked in corporate America. I've did all of these things mm-hmm. with that background. Yeah. I've been taught since I was a child to articulate, speak proper. Mm-hmm. And in, in the hood, my mom was like, listen, just because you're from here, don't mean you got to act like it. Right. You know, embrace the culture. However, you know how to learn, how, know how to speak, you mm-hmm. know, know how to get your point across because there's a whole world out there. She used to say this. I was a kid listening, but it didn't really click until I got older. Yeah. Um, you know, she was a great mom before she picked up the crack. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
all I'm saying is I tell my story. I tell that story in jokes, of course, in jokes. And people are like, oh, wow. You know, like, wow. And it's almost like I'm teaching white people Mm -hmm. that there's different kinds of black people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that in different spaces, like just you may go into a ghetto or a hood. Don't go in there judging everyone you see. You don't know who is who, Mm -hmm. what they're doing and how great of an individual they may actually be. Oh, you know, so yeah. I, that's, that's my crusade of a way telling my story and getting them to be like, oh, oh but wow, <laughs> you're, you're so different. Yeah. I'm like, Am I? I know, I know about three motherfuckers like me. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. five, 10, I know 15 people like me, for, like, you mm-hmm. know, so that's, that's how I fight the fight per se right now. Telling my story and t- basically I'm teaching you, teaching them. Yeah. I like, l- hey. love that so much and I um that's what I loved about when I was learning about you and who you are and you have your stand-up about your mom you know that's on your page which I think is fantastic but thank you you brought up a lot of things in there which is one thing um we call code switching right so like I grew up with a whole bunch of white people people are like oh my god that totally makes sense I'm like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> I'm from the valley like that? I can totally like, go into the valley like oh my absolutely god. like Any... first of all <laughs> what do you want Starbucks yeah you know you know totes um <laughs> so okay yeah I could do that but my grandma lived in the hood so I also grew up in the hood so yeah. um shout doesn't out. it feel good being versatile like that I love it I love it. I love it too. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But I'm able to code switch. So I have the, we have the best of both worlds, right? Because I don't have fear on one side or the other side because I have community on one side or the other side, right? There are some people who are only on one side. I feel like it's very limiting. If you're just on that corporate white side, you are not living life to the fullest. And then I would say the same for the other side, like for what yeah. we would view as a hood, another form of community. There's also limitations that's there. We are, we put exactly what you said, put ourselves in positions where we can go both ways, right? Yes. <laughs> Just like the girls with the giggles, right? We can go both yes. ways on, on what we have to do. And I, it gives me the richest community to have, mm-hmm. right? So if exactly. I step out off the train and I'm in the hood, I'm fine. Because I, I respect, don't feel I don't feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I respect people. People know I have respect for them. I'm not trying to be better than them, or you know, or whatever. Cautious, but not, not uncomfortable. Cautious, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but not uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you want to talk about skiing, let's go. We can have a whole conversation about skiing. Okay. We yes. Can, we can go deep into it. So you know, um, having having that is great. And this is also why, as I was saying earlier, like humor is really important because the things that you experience are. Hard, but you also get that hustle from your dad too, which is yes. big time. I know. Transferable I, I'm doing something set. positive with it, but yeah. I do remember him just his background. Not making excuses for the career choice he had chose and the bad things that he's done. Um, I just know he he's Jamaican. He you know he came mm-hmm. here at eighteen and he grew up in a one room shack with eight people on one bed. Very mm-hmm. very poor. Yeah, barely. They used to tie leaves to their feet for shoes yeah. and stuff like that. So coming to America. Someone taught him that how to get money. Mm-hmm. And then that's all. He took that and ran and was a millionaire by the time he was 25. Yeah. So not making an excuse for him, but that I, was I his think story. kingpins 
are, are absolutely fantastic. Not about to pick up the cake <laughs> No, I mean, listen, it's you. It's a whole like, business. It's fascinating you how they to, run that business. No, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's members of my family, right? But the thing is that you have to build a team. They have to trust you. You have to build trust. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not playing. You have to like build I trust. I want to take this and put this into my stand yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean, you're building a, an, an empire. That's why I think like Decoded is a really good book because Jay-Z also talks about that too. Like, okay. you know, in his book, like same, similar to like 50 Cent. Like you are, you, 50 Cent got $50 million for vitamin water mm. because crack. Do you know what I mean? It it's a transferable yeah. skill set. And so I've always, always, always had like an utmost amount of respect there. Now, the firing process is literal. It's not by, you know what I mean? Like it's a different, different yeah. type of exit there. And obviously there's there's violence and I'm not trying to downplay that at all. Right. But it, it's the same to when we look at, and we've reported on this before, looking at the cannabis industry. It's the same mm -hmm. type of thing. Like people have had some serious empires but they don't have that opportunity to have a transferable skill set because of either policy legislation, depending on the state, right, of what to do, how to how to be able to legalize, because now it's legal in certain places, the very same things that they're doing before. But back to you, I love Quick how... Question. I love yeah. that you brought up legal in cannabis because the drug of choice that my father sold in the 90s was weed. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't crack. It wasn't coke. It was yeah. weed. Right. Exactly. In the 90s. Right. That, and, and it's so mind... He passed away, God rest his soul. But it's so mind-boggling how... Innovator. I could walk into a store and buy weed today. Yeah. That he was so criminalized for, for selling. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's deeming on what is worthy. And that's also how white supremacy works. Like, that your dad, what's to say that he couldn't run one of these startups? Right? Have like, a dispensary. Right. right. It, yeah. Right. Exactly. Whether it's a dispensary or a tech company. Yeah. It's a transferable skill set, you know, to get into that yeah. part. But I do love how you use your humor and how you bring it into softness because those are hard things. Right. Yeah. And I know like there's re-traumatization and all the other stuff that can pop up. But, you know, the way that you're bringing it, you're absolutely right. You are educating people and they have more awareness and understanding. And that's why I have a podcast. That's why I have a book. That's why I talk a lot. So people can mm -hmm. understand we are not a monolith. There's lots of different ways how to view things, but it really comes back down to, to being a good person and just kindness and compassion. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Now it's time for Twice as Hard. Well, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color individuals often have to work twice as hard to get half as far. This segment highlights a conversation or eye-opening moment for BIPOC individuals and culture or politics. Uh, This week, we're talking about Daryl George, who's a 17-year-old high school student who was suspended not once but twice for having locks. Now... This is in Texas, so you know Texas is Texas. Sorry for the folks who are in Texas. Austin's wonderful. Love Houston. Um, I visited Austin for the first time this year. I did too. I went to Austin twice in a month. (laughs) Um, I was like, fully committed. Did you have a breakfast taco? Okay. I did not I have know. the breakfast time. People kept recommending it. It's, it's something get I really should have But they're just very excited about their breakfast. It's just eggs and the, the taco with whatever okay. meat or beans of choice um, that you have. Well, the student um, was told they were suspended because his locks hairstyle violated the district's dress code. <laughs> it, the hair has to be at a certain length or male students can't have hair that will extend at any time below the eyebrows or below the earlobes. Now, here's the thing. They told him to cut his locks off and he's like, no, went back to school, suspended again. This happened the same week Texas passed the Crown Act. So for those of you who don't know, the Crown Act is a law prohibiting discrimination based on one's hair's texture, or protective hairstyle, such as locks and braids. Okay? So they're literally passed the Crown Act, and this kid was suspended twice, the same same time, for having locks. Oh, my goodness. So does the Crown Act not, oh, you no, know, it does. school? Like, does because it it's, not- it's discrimination. It's for the whole, the whole, the whole, every, everyone. But they're trying to save, I guess, um, it's Barbara's Hill... Barbers Hill Independent School District dress and grooming code, um, where they're saying there's there's violation. But the fun thing for me is um, racism is so fun, <laughs> so fun, and Isn't that's it? what it is. So a blast, Such a blast. indeed. So um, <laughs> right now for the listeners, Akila has her fabulous golden braids which i like because i'm extra i'm 613 and okay i love mm, a good six i usually mm-hmm, get 27 mm-hmm. with one b those are my favorite colors um i like oh, the mix i even like 30 i fully sometimes. committed to 613 my braider knows but for people who are like why are why are they throwing out numbers these are the colors of hair <laughs> that we purchase so there's universal numbers <laughs> Yeah, yes, and I have a frizzy texture. <laughs> the texture of hair, I know. Oh, let's get deep into it, honey. I, know, I, I, uh, I do. I, I have two different textures in my hair. I, I, the listeners okay. know I live with like 
chronic illness pain and like disability. So I was losing my hair. So that's why I've been doing protective style to bring it back. It's coming back. It's like thick. It's that real shit. What did I do? Nice. Did you? That's where we need it. it, We need it thick and healthy. What did I? It's that thick. Yes. That's that real shit. It's there that thick. That's that real <laughs> shit. That's that. Oh, uh, did. did you go to the concert? I went okay, twice. Wait, no, we're not gonna go on a red yeah. tangent. I did too. Did you wear silver? <laughs> yes, I. Oh, my outfit was lovely, honey. I had a silver Ooh. skirt with the oh, white yes. boots and the white top with the fringe. You were your Ooh. own rodeo. It was so nice. Yes, I, I love it. Had it. It was nice. I went, I went in, in DC, San Francisco, so that was fun. and LA. Yeah. Oh no! Wow. Is the tour wrapped mm-hmm. up no, completely? No. Houston, Houston's coming <sighs> up again. So um, I'll see what I can New swing. Orleans is coming oh, up, and then for the folks in Wichita, Kansas, they get the last show by accident. Um, so because they had to reschedule that. Yeah, I'm not too sure for Kansas. I mean, you may you may get a nice price at a, <laughs> a ticket nervous, in, but... in Wichita. Um, but I mean, this is okay. something that we as so you're Jamaican. I'm Haitian. So. Yeah. Okay. Jamaican. Yeah. My, you... my mother's side okay. uh, is a little bit more mixed. Um, my mother's side, they are black. It's okay. They got some Irish in there. I have some white. I have white okay. family members on my mom's Slut side. Let it out. Um, like they look, <laughs> they look, they mm-hmm. they look like real white people, and they share the same last name over there. So I'm like, oh wow, yeah. this is like a real thing. So uh, my mother's side, yeah. white, black, and some Native American there um father full-blooded jamaican but i was okay. raised by my jamaican side of the family so i identify with that culture a lot more okay good job yes okay. i can that's a big i can job. make everything i'm still working on my fish my fish i don't and make you know it right what? you're not She's so accept the it. master at yeah. that <laughs> yeah i can't i'm not i understand even her oxtails but curry chicken jerk chicken I all the chicken i got down back like, like and i and i won't which is why i come to new york they have like a special hand. She doesn't use measurements. She oh, uses, I don't she use measurements. I'm a spirit. pro. Like yeah, both. for sure. None of us do. We all just kind of, it's like a thing that we, the, when the ancestors tell mm-hmm. us to stop, that's what or we Or my stop. mouth. Yeah, that, yeah, that's also helpful. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. That right there, that little. To make that work. Yep. Yeah. That's, kinda, that's well, my first method. I mean, method. as but Caribbean yeah. American women, we have dealt with a lot of discrimination just yes. by talking about our hair, protective styles, our hair types, and we know how mm-hmm. celebrated and important our hair is. And so imagine going to school and someone says, hey, you can't have ears. You cannot have ears today. You have to take those wow. ears off. But it's like, but this oh. is part of me. My locks are part of me. My braids are part right. of me. You know, like a, a couple of weeks ago, was the uh, a, a black a uh, woman, a young woman, she couldn't have braids at Chick-fil-A or whatever, right? I remember. So I did see that story. We're getting into this like rinse and repeat. And then this is why it's really important for people to understand how white supremacy works. Which I just don't get why they care. Oh, it's I get so why weird. they care. It's called power and control. Right. So if things are Ugh. just so in a certain way, when we think about hair and what's viewed as professional, it's not locks, it's not curly hair, it's not braids, right? It has to be like straight hair. And we were talking about this kind of uh, last week too, but it's the same thing. And so it's important to note that even when we follow the path of white supremacy, which is pass legislation, policy, law, act, whatever, 
we are still in positions of discrimination. We've seen that with, I don't know, the Voters' Rights Act of 1964. <laughs> you know, we've seen it with so many things that happen okay. over and over again where today people are having a hard time voting. Voting registration day was this week, right? It was the whole day to remind everyone to get ready, you know, to vote for, you know, this presidential yeah. election in which we're getting ready to go into. But we know that with this election coming up, yeah. even with laws that have been passed, we know between redlining between what they decide to do at polls. There's a lot of things that are done that oppress and suppress uh, BIPOC voices, particularly black voices. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Sounds About White, this is the part of the show where we highlight a news story featuring the latest in white privilege. And this week... We have Jan Wiener, um, better known as Jan Wiener. Um, no, but it's Jan Wiener. Um, he apologized because um, <laughs> I'm trying to not laugh hard on this. This is hilarious. So Jan Wiener is one of the co-founders of Rolling Stone magazine and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he was removed from the board of directors because he was interviewed um, in New York Times. And <laughs> try not to laugh. But um, he, I know, I'm going to say it. Ooh, I'm going to say it. Um, so Jan said that black and female musicians didn't articulate at the level of white musicians, you know, featured in this book. So he has this book that came out and it's a book of interviews of different artists. And and let me just let me just list some of the people that are in this book. We have Bob Dylan, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, U2's Bono, um Mick Jagger. Do you know what they all have in common? Boom. They're all white guys. Yes. So yeah. he made comments, you know, to this New York Times writer about how, like, people of color and f or, or, or female musicians, he was doubling down, you know, they just, they don't, yeah, it's different. They don't, they don't have it. His book, by the way, is called The Masters. Ooh, yes. Now, if for people who are kind of like, why do we have a dramatic pause? Um, there was a time where our ancestors were enslaved and they had to <gasps> report this to masters, but it's crazy. called the masters. Yeah. Called the masters. Now we know that the masters, it is a, it's blatant, but it's a, so it's a record blatant. label turn. Um, you know, you have a master record in the amount of money. He knows. Does he not know the he history knows. of rock and roll and where he it knows. comes from? Rock and roll? He, the black woman? He is. You ain't nothing but a hell well, dog with somebody. But don't worry. He issued woman. an apology. So through his publisher, Little Brown uh, and Company, um, saying, <laughs> he said, in my oh, interview baby. with the New York Times, I made comments that diminished the contributions, genius, and impact of black and women artists. And I apologize wholeheartedly for those remarks. I totally understand the inflammatory nature of badly chosen words and deeply apologize and accept the consequences. Badly chosen right. words are just straight up right. racist. Right. <laughs> Right. No, you told us how the fuck you feel. Yeah. Okay. You told us who you are. You showed us Very who clear. you are. Yeah. You said that's what you did. Sir. What I want today? Now we oh, know. White supremacy. What's on the menu? Mm, the masters. You know, like. 
Right. I mean, just think the about masters. it. Even even and yeah. with the real tours of the world, they're saying primary bedroom. They're not saying the master bedroom anymore. They're saying the primary bedroom. So we're seeing a change in our culture. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm going to double yeah. down on that. Because he, the title could have been the masters of the music and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't – he knew what he was doing there. Yeah. And so Rolling Stone was like, oof, yeah. not us. Um, and so they put a statement out and they said um, – Jan Wiener's recent statements to the New York Times do not represent the values and practices of today's Rolling Stone. And they noted that he had not been directly involved in its operations since 2019. They're like, we have not, you know, talked to him. Hey, like, they're like, right. hey, we haven't even yeah. seen that guy. Listen, hold the fuck up. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. Just wait yeah, a second. We don't know. We don't know him. <laughs> we don't know him. Yeah, we've been out because of touch. Because we know, like, we, when we think about Rolling we, Stone, we think about who's been on the cover. When we think about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we know. Right, I just, exactly. I just, I just saw the Book of Hope, so Jay-Z is always on my mind right now. But, you know, Jay-Z was the first rapper, you know, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Like, we're seeing, obviously, things have happened, which I'm sure he wouldn't necessarily like. But here's the thing. When he was removed from the board of directors from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this is sounds about white to a T, all caps, Okay. all caps, bold. I'm about to say, it sounds sounded about white from the time you started telling the story. But the board <laughs> voted on it and he was on the board and he was able to vote on whether or not he could be on the board. And so two people, like his protege, bestie, whatever, someone he's worked with and him, they're like, no, they, I, you know, John should stay on the, on the board. But again, yeah. the system, why would anyone... Why would anyone <laughs> be able to be, oh, wait, I remember. He's a white guy. So that's why he's able to vote on his future and destiny. Luckily, not part of it anymore. Of but course. That's, that's no, how the entire what? system Lies. is set up. Lies. <laughs> that's how it all yeah, no, is set for up. Real. That is how the entire system is set up. So, you know, I mean, maybe maybe we're going to have to do like a, a, like a year-end best Top five sounds about whites or something. This will for sure. That will <laughs> definitely be in there. Okay. Oh, the, the book I mean, seriously. And it's so funny. Like you, your PR team didn't look at that. Like, you know, preparing you for a book. Like I'm working with my PR team right now to get my book out. And we're thinking about all the different touch points of what to say, what, how, you know, what audience we can work with. And yeah. no one, like, just, just even think about white women. There's no women. Or in there. Like, there's prolific women that also could have been featured. So, leaned in. Oh, yeah. They said forget them, too. We don't do women, (laughs) and we don't do black people over here. Yes. Um, But we do black people here with Soft Black Woman. And the Soft Black Woman of the Week is how I like to close out the show. I want to highlight someone who's out there being a Soft Black Woman. And this week's Soft Black Woman is Rihanna. Actually, maybe it's Riot Rose. Maybe the soft yes. black woman is Riot Rose. But no, it's Rihanna and her cute little baby. Oh, just, I, just, I, I just love watching, love her, watching live. her live. I do. But, you know, talking oh. about that intimidation factor, I love, 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 love ASAP Rocky. 
and how he supports Rihanna yes. and how Rihanna supports him, how he is showing his own softness too, like as a dad or the willingness to be on yes. the back of the cover, whatever the stuff that people were having a whole shit fit about. But um, we always here have to honor and celebrate black women who are able to birth a black child um, in this country because it means a lot of weight to carry um, and a lot to, you know, hold. But now they have their son, Riza and their daughter, Riot. That is so, I'm just, I'm so happy for who she has become yeah. in her life. And, and it's just her having a man by her side that yeah. is not intimidated at all. He knows mm-hmm. who he, he knows who he has. And it, oh, that's all we ask. Just know, baby. That's it. And his skin is beautiful. None of the fucks. That's what I tell people (laughs) when I get my skin um, compliments. They're the RR family. You have Rocky, Rihanna, Riot, Rizzo. Yeah, I think marijuana is a big part of their success. I think marijuana is a big part of their success story. Their their love story. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they don't even argue. They just smoke a little blunt and be like, like, you want to talk about this shit? They like they did a Vanity Fair interview and they were just gushing and flirting. And I was like, what's happening? And then he was. Yeah. Sativa's happening. He was in one of his videos. And I'm, they're so cute together. Love it. Yeah, they look genuinely happy. I mean, we never know, but the way they keep making oh, yeah. babies, and it just looks it real. It, it feels real. Yeah. It feels real. She looks happy. She's glowing. Yeah, on so many levels. So tell I me, how are you going to bring some softness into your week? Yes. Hmm, how would I bring... I'm going to take it easy on myself because I just got out of a three-week, yeah, three-and-a-half-week situation relationship yeah. thingy situationship thingy um and I'm proud of myself for this past year as I date Mm -hmm. um I say a little prayer to God please when I meet someone and I like them and we start dating I say please let me know sooner than later if this person is for me that's my little prayer and no one has last all year past two to three weeks Mm -hmm. and I was being hard on myself at first but now I'm looking at it Mm. as I'm being saved I, I like that. Yeah. I'm being That's the right attitude to have because that keeps you open Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you can go through that and start yeah. to think something's wrong with you. You know, not saying that I don't have anything to unpack, but I don't know. I um, Not to toot my own horn, but I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a pretty great person. Really fair. I communicate. So I'm just like, toot, eh. toot. I don't know. You know what I want to do with you? I want to. I want to <laughs> say ta ta real smooth. Do 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 do. Like you, you, you are. Yes, get your cha cha on. Um, <laughs> I love that. You should for sure do that. Um, I. I don't know. What am I going to do yeah. for my softness? I'm going to sleep in my bed tonight because I've been in New York for a week. So Ooh. I'm excited about it. I'm going to miss my Soho House fam. <laughs> I love them so much. That's why. That's why I live when when I'm in New York. More particularly, I think I'm going to take a bubble Ooh, bath. I will candles. for sure. I everyone knows I have a whirlpool tub. I will be in the bathtub this weekend. But I yes, it's a busy weekend because I have a soccer game. I own a soccer team, so I I have to. Yeah, I know. Oh my right? god, what do what I not the hell? do? Again, what? I don't have a husband, what don't but I may have. Do? You are a superwoman. You are just, literally superwoman. But it this does. Makes no like, sense. 
Did you did you create Black Girl Magic? You yeah, started I mean, it? I, I was an early adopter for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, well, yeah. you're a real yeah, doctor. That. So I'm I'm born on September second. Well, so yeah, so I do all the Virgo. things. I like I like Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. This is why it went well between us. Yeah, no, it's a Virgos thing. Virgos and Capricorns it's are a, a no. Thing. I already know. Look it up later. I already Look it up know. Later, you know. Which a oh, thing, yeah. which I we're, we're like a but, thing. You know, Beyonce September. Oh, I'm January you know, 11th. That's a good one. Beyonce's um, Beyonce's Same September fourth. So I feel like, and you know, when you look at the credits of anything Beyonce does, it's like powerful. Producer, you already, director, yeah. choreographer. You know, grip. Like <laughs> she oh. does stylist, sound, yeah, sound. That's, that's me. That's really me. So Stylist. yeah, but maybe maybe someone will take me on a date. Wow. Maybe I'll have that. That would be nice. I would like to do that. I'm just... Oh my god, you definitely you a white man definitely probably gonna uh-huh. snatch your ass up. We'll see. I do. I do have a crush oh. on on Damn a white it. man right now, though. I pray I you find you. I do. You do. Oh, you do. Handsome. Is he handsome? Cool, yeah, fun, like, great personality. Absolute favorite. But I don't know. Okay. So we'll see. I do like to look at him though. Yeah. Do you get nervous do dating now because of? No, I, I am this person yeah. uh, everywhere. I enter the dates. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I've been lately because I probably need to change my mindset, but I do enter situations uh, with sarcasm. Like, oh, no, I, I, I do too. Goes. My sarcasm sometimes <laughs> has got me in trouble, but otherwise. <laughs> my too. Like They're like, okay. It's baseline. Like, um, <laughs> tell the listeners how they can find you. Okay, you guys can find my soft black ass everywhere on all platforms at tatasharice.com or you can find me on Instagram, Tata Sharice, all social media channels, and that is T-A-T-A. Sharice is spelled like she rise. S-H-E-R-I-S-E. Tata Ooh, that's good marketing. Good job. Yeah. And that's I actually love, my middle name. So. That. You know, I looked at it one day. I said, it says She Rise. Being wow. amazing and great. I, apparently, innovator, creator of Black Girl Magic, and you, you rise and shine every day. So thank you for doing that today. We're going to for sure have oh, to have you back because yes, this, this was fun. This is great. I will. Bring me back anytime. <laughs> You're wonderful thank to you. speak to. And I'm really proud of I'm, you. Right back at you. No, seriously. Right back at you. I like, I'm going to like be Googling you even more. I Googled mm-hmm. you a little bit before like today, but, you like, but I'm oh, like going to go in like probably a not fun. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. going to be a little weird. I'm going to be, oh. no, I was like, she looks smart. Yeah. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks yeah. very smart. She's pretty. Okay. Then, in actuality, yeah. I am smart. I am pretty, but I also have titties <laughs> and I have fun. So, you know. Oh. Oh, not the curse of the breast. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to join the Soft Black Women Club by leaving us a rating and review on Apple and Spotify and follow the show in our brand new feed. We'll have new episodes for the rest of September, but remember to follow the new Soft Black Women channel on Apple and Spotify when episodes start back in January 2024. You can follow me at Change Today. You all know how to spell that by now, so I'm not going to tell you. Follow at Betches underscore news on Instagram and TikTok. And until next week, stay soft and keeping amazing. Soft Black Woman is produced by Amanda Duberman, Rebecca Salzmacat, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Rebecca Salzmacat. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. 
social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and send us your emails on SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.